I'm Kate Daniels, and we want to talk good health and fitness. Doug Setter, good morning. It is so wonderful to have you join us today. Oh, thanks for having me, Kate. It's always, oh, well, it's so great to have you because, you know, even at any time, it's great to connect with people and learn something and really hope that it motivates or helps. And in this case, as we're talking with you as a fitness, a certified fitness instructor and personal trainer, and someone who's really, it feels like in our pre-conversation before this, that you've really dedicated your life to health and fitness to be able to share this with others and inspire and show us a path as to how we can make this work for ourselves. Well, it's just really such a gift to have you here to help us along this path. Well, thank you. It's really flattering. Like I said, it's good to be here. I'm glad I can pass on some information. Well, and the thing that I have discovered then in our short conversation earlier is that you actually come to this work really from your own personal experiences. So I find that that's an additional greater certification as to... I did this. It has really worked wonders for me. I keep learning and doing more. So here you are wanting to share it. And I think we're we're wanting to do something because uh, certainly during this COVID time, we've, uh, shall we say, just added on maybe a few pounds and or a few inches to our poor bodies. Oh, yeah, the pandemic pounds. I keep hearing that. They, they should actually call it the COVID-15 because that's people putting on about 15 pounds. And it's true. It's, you know, it's so many facets of it, really. I thought about it. It wasn't just the isolation. It was the isolation, we're cut off from our social groups, we're cut off from our gym. That's sacrilegious. But it was a lot of things going on, and, and I watched people, including myself, trying to get that momentum back. And this is where we're at. And I think this is, as, you know, who we are as people. We can get back in the saddle. I mean, look at human history. We've gone through all sorts of setbacks. So we can do it. We just got to get the tools, and we got to get the the will to the, that spark get back into it because you got to have it. So those are two really critical things. I'm going to say that we have the will. If we don't, there will come a point that we'll say, okay, enough of this. You know, I, I can't stand being this way. Uh, you know, it, it just doesn't feel good. I don't feel good. So the will will hopefully come if it's not there already. And so you are here to help us with some of the tools, which is great because one of the things that I read was just use five the five-minute rule to get moving. So, yep. you know, something simple feels like a great way to start. Well, yeah, the five-minute rule, I, I read that years ago in a book on procrastination. And what it is, like right now it's pouring rain outside, but you know what, if uh, I do my five minutes... I get on my my running gear, my rain jacket. I go outside. I get. I make it to the the mailbox down the corner. Okay, now I'm engaged, right? I mean, sometimes and this sounds funny. I'll deliberately roll on the wet ground. Okay, I'm wet. I'm here. I'm engaged. Let's go. So, anyone to do something for five minutes, and whether it's scrubbing the toilet. In, in my case, I was very a bad, not a very good student, so I was very intimidated by uh, school. So I learned. I said, okay, I can. I can open this textbook. I can read for five minutes. I can write for five minutes. I can do anything for five minutes because you can't wait for inspiration. I, I, I hope the next, if I ever go for surgery, I don't pick a, find a surgeon who's waiting to be inspired to work on this. You know, <laughs> we, we have to engage 
And that's the biggest thing to engage. Uh, another tool I use quite well is um, I do this reward and punishment routine. And like I'll sit down to write and sometimes it's not coming. Sometimes I don't feel like studying. And I, I, I pay myself sometimes. Sometimes I, I, re- I say, okay, if I can get this done in the next 20 minutes, I'll watch an episode of Bob's Burgers or something. I, I have to give myself a small rewards because what a lot of people I, I talk to and they have these big rewards for big efforts and it's got to be, you know, they'll get their, you know, Liz Claiborne outfit, uh, you know, in three months down the road, or they'll go on a trip to Hawaii if they lose 20 pounds. And, and the thing is that's, that's doable, but like going to university, we have these small increments, we have the quizzes, we have the papers, we, and, and so I do it in my own head. I, I try to take something um, maybe unpleasant and combine it with something fun, case in point. Exercise, I like exercising. I like, I like going to the gym. I like mixing with people. I like having a good time. I go into, you know, having a tea later or even a beer. Um, so now my mind enjoys it. In my mind, I enjoy going down to the gym, training center, doing these things. Whereas someone who might see it as bitter medicine, they might have to force themselves. But they have to put something small. You know, they want to be finished for their favorite show. And I noticed that, too. I noticed the real hard chargers, they'd show up early, warm up, get going. And I talked to them. Oh, no, we have to go home to clean up, have supper, and watch ER. I go, wow. Okay. And, and these were all, like, sales managers. Uh, I had a doctor. I had a, um, occupational therapist. I noticed they, they had this mindset that they, they always had some kind of thing to look forward to. And that's a big one, having that little reward system, small rewards, small rewards, and, and encourage you to do small efforts. So maybe that will be important in, in motivating ourselves if we know that we do it for five minutes, we have potentially a small reward, or maybe we feel, oh, maybe that wasn't so bad. Maybe I can do another five. Should we do another five? Why not? Yeah, okay. I tell myself, you know what, today I'll do 100 push-ups. And I go, oh, heck, I don't feel... And then I say, okay, I can do five. Well, I'm down here already. I might as well do a few more, <laughs> you know. And then next thing you know, I've done 30 or 40. And okay, I wasn't bad. I'm typing for a while. And I, okay, I'm going to the fridge for a drink of water. And oh, I'll, I'll do five or 10 on the way back. And next thing you know, you've done 120, 150 throughout the day. And, and people can do these very similar things. They can just stand up, stretch, do a push-up off the wall. They can watch a commercial, do the, the plank for 10 seconds. Like it's these little things, and they all add up, and, and, and that's just it. It's not all or nothing. And I think maybe some of us fall into that trap. Well, I need to do at least 30 minutes, or it's just not worth worth it. It's not going to do anything for me. But you as a certified fitness instructor, do you find that, you know, even these small steps really make a difference? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, when I was away from, the, well, I was overseas, we are doing a lot of sandbag packing and walking. But when I came back, I ran a, a 10K, six-mile race, no problem, because I was moving all the time. Uh, the times I've been studying, I noticed just doing a few dips at my chair doing a little bit and I've gone weeks without really exercising properly. Like you, 
I, I know what you mean. You think, you know, I don't, it doesn't feel right unless I get a good hour in there, a good 45 minutes. But I found if I just maintain these small things throughout the day, even what uh, I'm just thinking of small things, like I work a wrist curl. Or I used to keep a barbell on my bed when I was in the, the Army and just do a few repetitions in the evening if we're really busy. It's just these small things. Like uh, a friend of mine, he's a consultant, and his wife has a a um, treadmill, and she's actually doing conference calls while she's on her treadmill. Like people, there's always a way. You know, you can park a little further from the store. I can throw a couple extra books in my day pack when I'm going to night class. I can, uh, you know, take the stairs instead of the elevator. Um, I, I would take my bike to the grocery store, load up my backpack, ride my bike home. And it's these little things that aren't, you know, they aren't really straining or they're not more power, just these small things. And before you know it, you write it down, too. That's another trick I've noticed. I'll write it down. At the end of the day, what did I do? Okay. You know, I did a martial art form. Okay, I did so many push-ups. Okay, I did that. Oh, I had a really great time. I went for an eight-mile eight run. I'm good. Tick. And then next day, maybe nothing. And the day after that, maybe something. By the end of the week, guess what? I've done six hours of good exercise or, or let's say, a couple hundred repetitions, whatever. Whereas if you did, you beat yourself up. You say, oh, I didn't do, you know, I didn't do the 60 minutes. And, oh, I didn't, I'm no good. I'm no, 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 hold on. I did 10 one day, 20. I did 75 the next day. And it all, if you give yourself a cumulative credit you'll be really amazed how much you can cover so to really support us we should mention you have a website and and you are on twitter and on instagram so there's lot especially on the website you know lots of connection to videos and podcasts and that sort of thing that uh, along with your books so let's mention i'm really fascinated with these titles Flat Gut After 50, that's really key, and Fit Femme After 50. So these are really new books, and I, both of them really speak volumes in, in terms of, I think, where we find ourselves at this point, this pandemic kind of life that we've been living. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If anyone wants to get some free information, they just go to uh, dougsetter.com. It's lowercase d o u g setter s-e-t-t-e-r.com and yeah it gives you reference we get articles of um you know free stomach flattening newsletter stomach flattening um ebook and i think i even have one on yeah another one pardon me i think i know on, on free herbs things you can just pick in the wild that uh, you can help help your health and yeah the, the other thing about uh, motivation that i learned too is there's a punishment side. We don't like to do that, but it's got to be pretty quick, just like we did in the military. And I had a fitness instructor, a friend of mine, a very fit lady, good-looking lady, but she, but she would smoke. And I said, well, come on, you know, see, what's the deal? Well, what she'd do whenever she had a cigarette, she'd mark it on her cigarette package. And when she got home, she had to give her five push-ups for every mark in the cigarette package. And I thought that was awesome. So I... I talked to a friend of mine. I was on his case because he was smoking. I said, tell you what, you and I will do 20 push-ups for every cigarette. You know, mm-hmm. you're on. Well, by the end of the day, <laughs> we both didn't want him taking any more cigarettes. And uh, I would do this with my troops, too. I go, they were out in the bush doing the training, 
and you know, hey, Sergeant, can I have a cigarette? I'll tell you what, okay, you guys want a cigarette? 20 push ups. Well, after three days of hardly any sleep and working hard, there's we had one guy who was a real hard, hard nut, and he, he would still smoke. He didn't care what you did to him. But, and after a while, your brain is associating that nicotine hit with, you know, physical work. And after a while, you're going, yeah, do I really want to do that? Uh, and, and it works. It was quite, it was kind of neat watching that work and, and, um, in reality. That that sounds like another great technique or tool that we can use for ourselves that uh, that will pay dividends. Well, for sure. Like if you really have a hard time with certain, I mean, I go on binges of chocolate and I go on binges of whatever. I like my Merlot sometimes. And sometimes you go, you know what? If you really want that, you've got to do your work first. And I put leverage on myself. I had one client and he said he didn't care because he had he owned properties and he had you know, all the uh, all the movies you wanted, whatever. And I was trying to communicate to him that you have to put leverage on yourself. So myself, I won't talk to anyone on the internet until I finish at least a page of the project, until I've at least edited a chapter, and then you have something to look forward to. And then the reverse side, you can you can actually punish yourself by denying denying. You know, going to Facebook, you can deny yourself these small things, nothing too crazy. And again, after a while, your brain starts. Okay, okay, let's get on with this. I, I want to talk on Facebook. I want to, I want to, I want that dark chocolate. I want me. So come on, let's get going. Let's focus. And and I found that just pulls me right on. I don't have to do brute force uh, willpower all the time. And the other thing I found really works for me, anyway. The writer, I like journaling. You write down. You, you keep track, and then you that way you get a baseline, and then you can see where you've been. So that is to say, um, sometimes with people would do their measurement, we'll do the hips, waist, and, and don't go too crazy. I didn't, I didn't bother with the weight unless someone wants to. And I put it on the card, I seal it in an envelope. There. We're not going to look at scales. We're not going to worry about anything. We're just going to meet twice a week, exercise, have a good time. And then a month from now, we might look at it. And it's always amazing how you can just get on with the process and not stew all the time over the scales or the, you know, the, the, the belt loop or whatever. And I find myself too. I, it was like chasing a butterfly. When I was younger, I was always measuring my arms and chest and hoping I was getting bigger. And I finally just put it aside, did my workout, got my sleep. That's very important. People forget that, by the way, I'm going off on a tangent here, but they forget how important is have that sleep because this was builds up your hormonal system, your testosterone, your estrogen, your um, it, it lowers your cortisol. So I deliberately made sure I was eating properly, sleeping properly. And you know, before you know, I'm bench pressing over my body weight. I'm going, oh wow, what happened? And then you, oh yeah, my arms aren't getting bigger. You you start achieving these cosmetic things you might have been looking for. In the end. So you, you're mentioning the sleep, which is important because if we're tired, it's also a, a good excuse. Oh, I'm too tired to do it. Where, whereas we may not even sleep that well, but it seems no. to to be a cop out. But if we make ourselves get into some sort of a rhythm with this, and your degree is uh, in human ecology, which is food and nutrition, so. Nutrition is a key factor here too, right? 
Oh, definitely. You know, when I was a kid, I, I always was fascinated by their other cultures. And at the time, it was very, um, very big. You know, they wanted high grain, uh, high grain, low fat. The big heart heart disease scare was out there. So I was looking at these, like the Maasai tribal tribesmen in Africa. They, they they're running. You know, they they walk 70 miles a day, and I thought, wow, well, how can they do that? And and they eat a lot of beef and blood. Yuck. Okay. And then uh, the French are very healthy, but they they like their bread, they like their cheeses, their escargot. And I, I thought that was really fascinating how these different cultures remain healthy, even though they're doing everything contradictory to a lot of our our um, what do we call it, our food scale. So. Yeah, I found that. I found myself a lot of allergies. I cut out dairy. I still like my ice cream and butter, but I cut back on my dairy. I cut back on wheat, and then my allergies cleared up. And as a kid, I used to get the injections every week, you know, and I used to get uh, all sorts of nose, running nose, sore eyes, uh, bronchial problems. And I just found these small adjustments along the way took away a lot of these health problems. So it's, it's very important what you eat, but it's also very important what you don't eat. And without being too hard on yourself, I mean, I, I still like, you know, cheat or have fun, enjoy my pizzas and my, you know, my ice cream and my Merlot and my ginger beer. But I've noticed a real difference when I cut out the sugar, I cut out the dairy, cut out the wheat. Uh, and I noticed I'm calmer, my skin clears up. I, I got that better recovery. I sleep better. And these things all tie in. You could, you could be very, very fit and still be unhealthy. And which is, that is, that's a, a incredibly fascinating thought that we could look good, but we're not healthy because why? Would we be doing, have some bad habits? Oh, for sure. It's it's funny. I was I was at an acupuncturist one day. And this lady came in and she was getting assessed and, and the acupuncture older guy and he just looks and he goes, Oh, you know, he says, uh, you young woman outside, old woman inside. And he was very blunt with her and I guess her she had a very high stress job and it was affecting her health. But I but I found that if you have any speaking and look after the health, then geez, I can work longer. Geez, I got along better in my social circus. Geez, I'm happier. Geez, I'm more focused. And it all seems to work together. But when I go off that, you know, you get stressed out, you're skipping meals, skipping sleep. Then you start losing focus, then living is not so fun. So that's why I'm, I'm just, I'm really fanatical about my, you know, the fitness, the nutrition, the sleep. It all comes together. And, and I, I think we could really save ourselves a lot of medication and, and counseling if we just look after those things. And... I hear you loud and clear on that one because the medications, all the ads you see on TV, you see them pop up and you think, oh my gosh, you know, all this stuff that's in them. And then they say, and the side effects could be ultimately death. So oh. yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. And don't get me wrong. I've been in a situation where I appreciate the, you know, getting medication when I needed it. But yeah, it's quick fix. Bottom line is quick fix. So if we have an outlet, Whatever it's physical, you know, art, whatever. But I find the physical outlet's the best for me. I just I get more energy out of it. And I talked to people who've gone some very hard times. Actually, the Iris Davis, that bodybuilder I mentioned, she lost both her husband and her first child, and she walked into a gym, 
and this is back in the 60s when it was unheard of, of women in gyms. And she said after that, she just felt so great that she couldn't see any other way. And uh, I call it the natural natural Prozac. So I, I think it's far more than the cosmetics. People are really wrapped up in it. It's far more than that. It's, it's looking after yourself, enjoying yourself, feeling better, being able to do more. So to to begin, we were saying even five minutes of something is going to help. Do you recommend any particular kinds of activities for us to get started with, to build on? Yeah, I like I like. There's a yoga series called the Sun Salutation, and it's it's just a nice, gentle routine where you stretch, reach around, you go into a lunge position. It's if you can learn that one online. That one I do it every day, and I find it just pretty well stretches the whole body, and you're good to go. But you know the the king of exercises people down downplay of is walking. Walking uh, is highly underrated. Yes, it's not a big calorie burner but when you're moving your your um your body's rebuilding itself it's loosening up your back your lymphatic system's being stimulated your circulation better you're 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 breathing fresh air hopefully it's so many things going on and i've read cases where i think it was during the civil war there's they had to move a hospital and they took the patients and they had to transport some and the rest were walking well the walking ones healed faster than the ones who are being transported. Just moving increase the, the body's ability to heal itself. So the walk is just, you know, it's it's unrated. I really like it. I mean, if I have to, I'll throw a backpack on and go for a good hike up the hill. But just, it's something that's highly underrated. People, people don't give it enough credit, I think. Simple walk. Because usually you walk around the block, usually you're in a good mood. Okay, go meet some friends at the coffee shop. You go a little further and a little further. Next thing you know, you're you're running races. And of course, with simple walking, it doesn't cost us anything in terms of equipment. Wear some good shoes, no. but otherwise, just uh, take yourself out. It's the most effective way of, of moving from point A to point B. Uh, and I've watched cultures from other countries, and I watched the older people; and they're always walking. That's one one thing I've noticed, uh, and even North Americans, I've watched. Uh, I see the same people, and they'd be bundled up, and they're out there walking or riding their bikes, and I've noticed that consistently. The people that seem to do better, they just get up and walk. And like, oh my gosh, the, that that that's that person there with the, that guy with the long white beard, he's actually moving better and smoother than some some twenty year olds I've seen. Which brings us to another point. You, you you should find an activity that helps your balance and your posture. And I don't know about you. When I grew up, I was they, they uh, my the teachers and my mother really hammered into me to, to have a proper posture. And, and I'm more and more appreciative nowadays. But you look down the street, just take a look anywhere, and look at people. They're limping. They're hunched over. Uh, it's from so much time behind the TV or the or steering wheel. And it's something I found when I started studying Pilates and power yoga, I noticed my back pain. I was doing very stiff in my back. Back pain started going away. And I, I felt I could breathe better. And you look more confident. So you can even take that into other things with people. When I, I talk to a martial artists, we talk about self-defense. He goes, well, you know, someone is training, they actually move more confidently. They're less likely to be a target because they look like they respect themselves. They look like they're healthy. 
we might fight back. <laughs> so the less chance of being attacked. Which is another really good point to keep in mind is to look healthy, self-assured, and capable of being able to handle yourself in a possibly challenging situation. Sure. And I remember talking to one character who used to be at a crime background. I don't know where he is now, but he was, I was saying, well, geez, you know, if you, you try to take the drugs away from someone, they're going to fight back. And he goes, oh, no, I always bring a friend. Or he says, if we're in a situation, we always... And it's really rude. He says, you know, oh, no, you make sure they're older, they're weaker. Now. Wow, you know, I don't think we, I don't think we can drink beer anymore. This is really, but that's the mindset. That's the, if we want to segue here into self-defense aspects, whereas someone who's, let's face it, someone who's, who's running along there, they, they just might turn around and give you a shot, you know, make it a lot harder to, uh, if someone has bad intentions. But I, I find that generally speaking, the people I run into, the ones that are very, they're fit, they're active, they like doing things, they generally speaking, they tend to be uh, higher income, they tend to be uh, more engaged in things I find, maybe a little more outgoing or whatever. But I find that, uh, generally speaking, it, it ties in. I'm not saying you have to be a jock to be successful in life, but if you're looking after yourself, Jimmy, look after other parts of your life, too. Which is great. It's, as you said, finding balance in our lives is... Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 The dark side is, and I've, I've gone down that road where you overtrain, and then it just it, it overtakes everything, you know, dominates your whole life, and that's not healthy either. That's another aspect, but... Uh, that's something to work on. I'd rather pull the brakes on someone and then have to kickstart them, you know? Right. And, yeah. and the thing that's really great here, like your book is fit femme after 50 flat gut after yeah. 50. So we're, we're talking yeah. about, you know, at our mature years, so we can find what's comfortable, but when you were saying walking works for anybody, certainly that's one way to get started to kind of begin to feel that energy move in our bodies and get us motivated to uh, build on that potentially. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we, we I think we're worst enemies because when I was in Taiwan, I noticed at lunch hour and uh, all these people are in the park in their in their office clothes, and they're doing fan dances, they're doing exercise, the tai chi, and they, and they have no problem with it. And, and I I find North America, we get kind of hung up. We have to have our workout gear. We have to have this that. Um, this movement's great. Like if you're in your even if you're in your suit, I once was riding my bike, and a guy came by. He's wearing a dress suit, dress shirt, dress pants dress shoes and he had briefcases strapped to his bicycle and he's riding to catch the ferry boat. And I, it's just what I meant. I was talking to him and he says, well, yeah, follow me. I'll show you the quickest route. And it started raining. And my God, this guy was just ripping along. He was older than me too, but I thought, wow, you know, he didn't care. He just, you know, he's just out to get somewhere and get some exercise. He didn't to him. It didn't matter how he dressed. So that, that was pretty cool. Yes. So don't worry about, looking good it's about feeling good and really Thank being you. being healthy right yeah 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 that's that's uh and it's it's kind of neat when we get past 50 we kind of look around and go well you know what no one really cares <laughs> so <laughs> uh, except for me like i'm not as conscious self-conscious as i was you know in a younger person so that's the beauty of it you got the sort of freedom 
another good thing I noticed that a lot of books didn't cover, and I, I was interviewing a lot of ladies I trained with and ones I knew personally, and they told me about stuff like hormonal balances, and they told me the problems with sleep and eating, and, and I thought I wanted to start researching that, and I thought it's quite right, widespread, but it's interesting too because, again, it ties in your stress, your exercise, your nutrition, and these will affect your hormone levels. And it's really interesting, too, because you can be eating well and exercising hard, but you're still gaining weight. And what happens is your stress is increasing the cortisol, which your body wants to protect itself. So it gains weight, stores up energy, and it causes inflammation. So it's, that's interesting, too. It's these small things we can do to adjust our internal health. It's another factor we don't talk about. Sometimes we just talk about you know, calories in, calories out, and exercise, where these other things... We forget about the benefits. Like I said, walking benefits our hormonal system, our endorphins, all these other things that you really might not see or read much about, but it's there. Right. So it is sort of this integration of balance in all phases of our life. Well, yeah. Doug Setter, I wish we had more time because this is just so fascinating to to talk with you and to learn more about what we can do to help ourselves be better and feel better. So let's mention your website once again. It's uh, DougSetter.com, D-O-U-G-S-E-T-T-E-R.com. And the book is Fit Them After 50 and Flat Gut After 50. And it's all there on the website, so check it out with links to every other way to be able to connect with Doug. So many thanks. Thank you, Kate. Appreciate it.